Attention all you rule breakers, you misfits and troublemakers, all you free spirits and pioneers, all you visionaries and nonconformists. Everything the establishment has told you is wrong with you is actually what's right with you. You see things others don't. You are hardwired to change the world. You are listening to the Spiritual Activist Radio Show, and I am Rahasia Uncensored where we look at the world not as it is, but as we know it can be, if and only if we have the courage to question the answers we've been given. This is our world, and it's time for us to take it back. Okay, here we go again. This is Rahasia, Rahasia Uncensored, on the Spiritual Activist radio channel on BBS Radio which is bbsradio.com forward slash spiritual activist. You can also catch me on BitChute, bitshoot.com forward slash Rahasia Uncensored. You can also catch me on Rumble, rumble.com forward slash user forward slash Rahasia Uncensored. And also my magazine is lotusguide.com, and we're still in print, believe it or not. And uh, it's a digital magazine. You can read it online. And I think you would enjoy some of the articles that I put up there. They're so good, matter of fact, I get in trouble once in a while with my readers. But very few of the readers disagree with me. We have a fairly intelligent readership with the magazine. Uh, We've been doing that almost 20 years. So we've developed uh, quite a connection with our readers. Uh, There's been a couple of instances, of course. There always are. And this is part of the Watiko, the inversion, everything. One example of Watiko inversion. Now keep in mind, Watiko is an interdimensional spirit. Same thing that the Gnostics call archons. And same thing that the, the Islamic people would call the jinn. Same thing that the Christians would call demonic spirits. And uh, it's what the Native Americans call Wetiko, and I believe that comes from the Lakota. Some people say it comes from different tribes, but it's basically a Native American uh, definition, you might say, of interdimensional cannibalistic spirits. And cannibalistic in the true meaning of the word, not meaning that they um, actually go for your body. They go for your mind, your spirit, your soul, your energy. And that's where the cannibalistic interdimensional spirits comes in. And I can see this happening more and more. One way you can recognize them, now I've gone over some of this in part one and two, but I want to briefly recap again for those just listening. And if you haven't listened to part one and two, I suggest you go to uh, either rumble.com forward slash user forward slash Rahasi Uncensored. And please, when you're there, Subscribe, like, share, do everything you can to promote this channel because I'm just getting started on Rumble because I've been kicked off of YouTube far too many times. I think one more time they might take my channel away and I I don't want to lose the few thousand followers I've built up there. Uh, Matter of fact, I'm going to start putting up videos telling people to come to uh, BBS Radio and Rumble. But... I've covered this a little bit in part one and two, but what I want to put out there right now is how to identify Wetiko. 
they invert everything. They cannot create. They can only destroy. And when I say that they invert, it's simply like this. Jeff Bezos, he's like supposedly the second largest uh, uh, billionaire on the planet, but I don't believe that's true. I think there are trillionaires out there that just stay hidden. But he bought the Washington Post and he wrote an article saying about uh, Elon Musk, how ridiculously dangerous it is for billionaires to buy platforms that they can influence people. Well, this is exactly what he did. Exactly what he did. Um, it, it doesn't get any more clear than that. They invert everything. Everything that they accuse you of doing, that is exactly what they are doing. That's one way to recognize them. But before we get started on the, the dark stuff, and, and I always try to end it light, and maybe I should play this at the very end, but uh, so many people ask me, where, where did you get your intro? And I, this is the most amazing eight minutes that you'll ever hear, I think. I, I listen to it every once in a while just to boost my morale, you might say. But this is from Wayseer. And uh, I think you'll enjoy this. Just kick back, and especially if you're watching this, if you're watching it, it's really, really intensely beautiful. Uh, but just the words is really nice. And uh, I think you'll like it. <laughs> That's my dog. Attention all you rule breakers, you misfits and troublemakers, all you free spirits and pioneers, all you visionaries and nonconformists. Everything the establishment has told you is wrong with you is actually what's right with you. You see things others don't. You are hardwired to change the world. Unlike nine out of ten people, your mind is irrepressible, and this threatens authority. You were born to be a revolutionary. You can't stand rules because in your heart you know there's a better way. You have strengths dangerous to the establishment, and it wants them eliminated. So your whole life you've been told your strengths were weaknesses. Now I'm telling you otherwise. Your impulsivity is a gift. Impulses are your key to the miraculous. Your distractibility is an artifact of your inspired creativity. Your mood swings reflect the natural pulse of life. They give you unstoppable energy when you're high, and deep soulful insight when you're low. Been diagnosed with a disorder? That's society's latest way to deny its own illness by pointing the finger at you. Your addictive personality is just a symptom of your vast underused capacity for heroic creative expression and spiritual connection. Your utter lack of repression your wide-eyed idealism, your unmitigated open mind. Didn't anyone ever tell you these are the traits shared by the greatest pioneers and visionaries, innovators, revolutionaries, procrastinators, and drama queens, activists on the social scene, space cadets, mavericks, philosophers, derelicts, business suits, flying fighter jets, football stars and sex addicts, celebrities with ADD, alcoholics who seek novelty, first responders, prophets and saints, 
mystics and JJ Jets. We are all the same, you know, cause we're all affected by the way. We are all the same, you know, cause we're all attracted to the flame. You know in your heart there's a natural order. Something more sovereign than any man-made rules or laws could ever express. And this natural order is called the way. The way is the eternal substrate of the cosmos. It guides the very current of time and space. The way is known by some as the will of God, divine providence, the Holy Spirit, the implicate order, the Tao, reverse entropy, life force. But for now, we'll simply call it the way. The way is reflected in you as the source of your inspiration, the source of your passions, your wisdom, your enthusiasm, your intuition, your spiritual fire, love. The way takes the chaos out of the universe and breathes life into it, giving it divine order. The way, when expressed by the mind, is genius. Perceived through the eyes is beauty. When felt through the senses is grace. When allowed into the heart is love. Most people cannot sense the way directly, but then there are the wayseers, the keepers of the flame. Wayseers have an unexplainable knack for just knowing the way. They sense it in their very being. They can't tell you why or how they arrived at the right answer. They just know it in their core. They can't show their work, so don't ask. Their minds simply resonate with the way. When the way is present, so are they. Yeah, I'll cut it off there, but uh, you can listen to the whole eight minutes at wayseermanifesto.com. Uh, it's, it's really a great video. It's still on YouTube, amazingly. And um, that was, I, I guess you might say that that was the inspiration for me as a peaceful spiritual warrior. Now, things have changed in the past few years since this was made and I've been listening to it because now I'm more of a activist hence the the spiritual activist channel on BBS radio I guess I'm more of a, a spiritual warrior now because we're down to the wire we we need to start speaking out big time so staying in line with my own progression my own evolution. I I'm going to play something by Kid Rock here. It's a it's a, there's a few bad words in it. But hell with that. I mean we're way past uh, being careful of our language at this point uh, because sometimes it takes language to point out the fucking insanity going on in our world. And if you're one of the people that would find that um, insulting to use a bad word describing today's world you're out of your mind i mean completely out of your mind get over it because 
times are changing quickly. And if we don't do something rather quickly, we're going to lose everything. But I just want to play this by Kid Rock because this is where a lot of people are at right now. We're waking up and telling the world, wake the fuck up. Because if we don't, we're going to lose it all. Stay. 
Yeah. So here we are. We are we the people. We're the ones that gives the government the authority. Every bit of authority that they've taken all their agencies when the constitution was first brought about, the constitution gave the federal government the right to have either 16 or 19, I think it was 19 agencies. They have over 6,000 agencies right now. We're all working to pay the high salaries of morons and pedophiles and degenerates. I mean, beyond description. Look at Pelosi. She should have retired. She shouldn't have even went in politics. We should have never let somebody like that get into politics. She does insider training, trading that we know she's doing. Biden is completely losing his mind. He has dementia, Alzheimer's, something. Plus, he's a crook. He is The Biden crime family is in some ways worse than the Hillary crime family, except the Hillary people, they actually murder a lot of people. I don't know about Biden. It's hard to say. The, the truth is just still coming out. But as we get deeper into this, I think we're going to have to realize that we the people, we the people have to wake up because the government should be afraid of us. We should not be afraid of the government. And I think everybody realizes that except the oligarchs and the people in the elite globalist realm. They, they don't want us to even think about that. That's why they're trying to shred the Constitution right now. So I just wanted to play a little bit of music for you on both sides of the aisle, the, the peaceful, but the, you know what? It's time to get a little bit loud now. And because if we don't do this now, it's going to get a whole lot more than loud later on. Uh, Americans are the most well-armed people on the planet as far as our society. And if you ask me, that's why they're not landing on our shores right now. Because all hell would break loose if they did. Uh, they've opened up the border. The border's completely open. No matter what they tell you, they're lying. The border is completely open. We had 220,000 people come across the border last month alone. And it keeps getting worse. You know, uh, a while back, this is Max Egan, if you happen to be watching this. <clears throat> he was on the Inspired channel, which is really a, a great place to go, by the way. Uh, I interviewed Max at the very beginning of this when he was living in Australia still. And um, he's seen it coming. I mean, if, if you watch that, you, I think I put it up on Rumble. Rumble.com forward slash Rahasi forward slash user forward slash Rahasi Uncensored. If you go there, you, you can see he's seen this coming a long time ago. Now he's staying down in Mexico and... Um, He's just getting to the point where he actually could go back, maybe. But uh, listen to what he has to say here. I, I think you'll find it interesting. We're in a lull at the moment. I mean, they've really been exposed. In many ways, the narrative is crumbling, the COVID narrative. I think they, they pushed too hard too quickly. 
And they did it in such a way that even people within the system are seeing it now. Even mainstream, like you were saying before the show, a chemist you know is now starting to question the narrative, someone who's been right there through it, believing in the whole thing. So it's falling down. So they've had to have a bit of a lull. I mean, I've heard that they've dropped a whole bunch of restrictions in Australia. Apparently, I could just fly home now. I can go back there unvaccinated and all sorts of stuff. But you've got to wonder what's around the corner. Yeah, because there's an election in Australia next month, so I'd say they've dropped all the restrictions for the election. But when you look around the world, you look what's happening in Ukraine. Ukraine's one of the biggest food producers in that whole area. Um, You look at what's going on in the United States. Recently, there's been a, a spate of fires and explosions in food processing plants right across the United States. That seems a little... Yeah, you know, while he just brought that up, uh, not last week, but the week before, we lost five major food processing plants, uh, fire and explosions, and a big potato processing place. If you compare that with the fact that they're cutting off all the nitrogen fertilizers, um, not only that fertilizers that's being imported, but the fertilizers we have right here, the trains aren't delivering the fertilizers to the farmers. I think Warren Buffett owns most of the the rail yard train lines too. That makes you wonder. Um, That with all the wheat that's not being grown, I'm telling you, we're, we're heading for a summer of a lot of people going hungry. Uh, we probably won't starve here, uh, but food's going to get so expensive and a lot of it's going to be unavailable. But who's going to get hard, it's hardest hit are the third world countries that don't have the money to buy up whatever stockpiles that, that are available. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I just talked to somebody on the phone a while ago and they said, why are they doing this? And I said, you know, just the fact that you can say why tells me that you're not doing your homework because by now everybody should know why they're trying to take down the world population. And the best ways to do it, according to Bill Gates, is with vaccinations. And the obvious next best way, as horrendous as it might be, it would be starvation. But they've been doing starvation for decades on black people in Africa. I mean, feed the children, right. Um, Anyway, back to Max. Strange, doesn't it? So there's all of this sort of stuff that's being set up. We're heading for massive food shortages. A massive food crisis is going to happen this year. Um, Prices are already skyrocketing. So there's all this stuff in the background. So before they bring all that in, their next food crisis, which, oh, it wasn't our fault. It's because of the pandemic. It's because of Putin invading Ukraine and all the things, the excuses they'll use. They've got to appear like they're the good guys. We did all this for the last two years to help you. Now we're releasing them. We want to go back to normal. Oh, but dear, we can't because of all of this domino stuff that's happened which has all been in planned. It's all been pre-planned. And that's why it's happened so quickly. When you see what's happened in the last two years, how quickly it's been to break down the system, like almost completely, because they spent the last 60 to 100 years setting all the dominoes in place, all they had to do was flick that first one, and now everything's just going to go its natural course. 
That's why they set up all the codependency. In my first film, The Big Picture, I said the codependency that's being set up between nations or this international interdependency upon other nations, all nations are losing their autonomy, they're losing their self-sufficiency. We're all dependent upon everybody else. This is all. You know, while I'm thinking about it too, if you go to YouTube, you can still watch Transformation, Trance with a C, Formation by Max Egan. Really, really well done. And set up for a reason. So all they have to do is stop the supply chains and everything's going to break down and they'll get their depopulation and they'll get their order out of chaos that they, they want. You know, in Australia now, like with the floods and things that they've just seen, we had the fires there, then the floods in the most enlightened area of the country, of course, getting all these people off their homes and off into these smart cities. Now the whole East Coast, there's 52 smart cities they want to create along the East Coast to build back better, you know, make things more efficient, keep us all safe, all more monitoring, rah, rah, rah. So it's all part of the plan. And they've got to appear like they're the good guys. They've got to appear like they're rolling it all back and the next domino is not their fault. They've got Russia they can blame now, which is why the war in Ukraine happened exactly when it did. And people who think Russia's taking down the deep state, I'm sure Russia's, Putin's barred all these certain people from coming into Russia and we're all looking going, well, these are all the people who we hate too, so he must be awake. You know, it's a, it's a bone. They're throwing a bone to the truth community, the way Trump was a bone for the truth community, the way Q was a bone for the truth community. Sit back, do nothing, it's all good, the white hats are in there to save you. Meanwhile, when you look at Russia, the same bio-digital uh, surveillance system is rolling out in Russia, social crediting, everything, it's all exactly the same. It's just their own version of it. So, yeah, I mean, things are not over. There is definitely a calm happening at the moment. And it's an opportunity for us if, if enough people do wake up and we don't forget what happened in the last two years and we actually hold these people to account, we have got an opportunity now to actually take back the system for ourselves and move the world in the direction that we want it to go in. But we've got to be, like I said, aware that there's, there's another play going on behind the background. And while everyone's distracted with Ukraine and worrying about whether the virus is here or gone or whatever, this whole smart system is continuing to roll out, which has been the plan, right? That is the plan. And by now, I think I, I see this too. Uh, Biden has a 33% approval rating. And they say it like it's it's a bad thing, which it is. But who in the world are the 33%? Who in the world would think that he's doing a good job? I mean, any one of the things he's done, Afghanistan, the the, the financial system, the inflation, the borders, uh, Ukraine, you name it. Not to mention his drug-addicted son that has drugged himself into the Communist Chinese Party. And who knows what kind of recordings they have. Because he don't forget, he stayed in China at some of the best Chinese communist-held hotels. And you mean to tell me that those rooms weren't bugged, don't have hidden cameras. They probably have stuff on Hunter Biden that would make a pedophile cringe in shame. This has to quit, people. And I I don't know, I, I get so frustrated sometimes talking about this stuff because it, it's so clear to me. Um, and what makes it clear, the, the biggest thing that's come along the way for me lately has been the idea of Wetiko. 
we're being invaded, folks. We're being invaded by interdimensional entities. And we've been warned about this for millennia, millennia. I remember talking to June Volo, June Volo Melchizedek. He's supposedly a walk-in. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm always suspicious of things like that, except my wife and I did do a workshop, Earth Sky workshop with him up in Oregon. And we were sitting around in groups. We'd, we'd put one of the participants on the floor laying down and four or five people would get around him. And the idea was to draw out entities. And some things happened that was interesting. Nothing that couldn't have been all sort of conjured up in our minds because we tend to see what we want to see. We want to see magic. We want to see mystery. We want to see results. And sometimes we do, but it's not really there. It, we've Our perceptions determine how we encode and decode reality because which is another topic altogether, but I think this is a simulation. If it's not a simulation, it's very, very close. And if it is a simulation, it's so far beyond what we would see as a simulation, it would be unrecognizable. It would truly look like magic because the technology would be so far in the future. But while we were in this workshop, I seen Drun Gallo. He came over, my wife was laying, laying on the ground, and uh the participants, including myself, was having a little bit of a difficult time. Uh, it looked like my wife was going through something. And Drew Mbalo come came over and says, oh, whoa, whoa, here, let me down here. So he got down on his knees beside my wife, and he, he made everybody sort of back off a little bit. He put his hands over my wife's uh, solar plexus and said, yep, yep, we got something here. And he started pulling in the air. He wasn't actually touching her. And I seen her skin rise up at least an inch. I mean, I've told people two inches. It could have been two inches, but at least an inch. As if there was something underneath her skin poking up like a, the end of a broomstick handle or something. And he kept pulling and it would come up and locked in with the, the height of his hands pulling. And finally, he pulled it out and... My wife had her eyes shut the whole time. She didn't see this happening, which which is good because I didn't want her mind to enter into it and maybe do something to facilitate it. This was something that was actually happening. He pulled it out and slammed it into the ground and said, okay, you're free. And ever since then, my wife has been free. She had something in her, some kind of a spirit that was causing her a lot of problems. And ever since then, she's been different. She's been, uh, I don't know, somehow free. So that was June Ballo. One of the things June Ballo told us is that when Atlantis went down, Atlantis went down because they, they became too polarized between left and right hemispheres. The island it's, itself became polarized. And they were doing experiments, and one of their experiments, they ripped a tear in the fabric of space-time, and entities came through at that time, a lot of them, a lot of them. And then, the, as we know, the, the Atlantis disappeared into the Atlantic, uh, whatever it could be, could not be. It seems like it, there was something there, though. They've been finding evidence. 
Now here we are back in the late 1940s doing the Philadelphia experiment. They did the same experiment experiment by using counter-rotating energy fields, uh, Merkabic fields, and they ripped another hole in the fabric of space and millions of these entities came through at that time. And it seems like the world started getting worse and worse and worse uh, as they infiltrated more and more and more. And, you know, Eisenhower was probably one of the first to warn us about what's happening in the government and military industrial complex. But he also went on to warn us about technology and how technology, if we're not careful, it's going to become so advanced that it will take over. Guess what? It's taking over as we speak. So lots to consider. I know this podcast, I'm a little bit all over the place, but uh, I think that's where we're at now. We're, we're all over the place trying to make sense of this. That's the reason I reach out and try to get some things inspirational, uh, some things not inspirational. And I know I should be, oh, being more entertaining, uh, witty, uh, a little bit of comedy here and there, but I don't know. If it happens, it happens, but I just don't feel like comedy is the uh, thing to do right now for me. Uh, it's good that we have people like uh, Joe Rogan, and they have this inner sense of what comedy can do. And I know if you can make somebody laugh, you can really get a lot of information in that little tiny window while they're laughing. You can talk about, well, you used to be able to talk about racism. Now they're trying to stop that. You used to be able to talk about things that, I mean, look at the thing that happened with Will Smith. Will Smith has always been a favorite of mine. Uh, Only thing I can say is he he must be going through something really, really bad. Um, I, I, I think this is where divorce comes in. He needs to divorce himself from, uh, Jada or whatever her name is because something's wrong there Uh, for him to walk up there and slap Chris Rock like that was probably the worst uh, mistake he's ever made I think Um, it set the academy back a long way but that again that's a sign of Watiko something is getting into us that's making us a little crazy now, here's somebody. Um, remember what Max Egan was talking about as far as food shortage, things like that. Uh, some of the food processing places blowing up, catching on fire, all within a few days of each other. I mean, even if you have an IQ of where it's room temperature kind of thing, 70, 80, you've got to be able to see that something very, very conspiratorial is going on right now. But listen to this, and this is Glenn Beck, and th- this is an important thing he's talking about. Not only the food shortages and everything, but how everything is interlaced with our food supply, with our uh, transportation supply. The, everything has been broken down right now. It's going to take years and years and years to put it back together, if, if ever. Uh, because everything is dependent on everything else. Like, for instance, if we don't have chips coming out of Taiwan, well, the, the car manufacturers stop building 
that particular kind of car at a certain point. Now they have cars half built waiting on chips and that sort of supply, that sort of slows down the auto manufacturers, which in turn slows down. Now they're not buying tires and the tire companies. Now they're not buying rubber and the rubber places aren't buying their equipment. Everything is being shut down sequentially. Now, when it comes up, all of a sudden they have chips, but now they don't have tires. They don't have the cars ready. They don't have aluminum. Aluminum is a big deal too, you know, because everything is interdependent. This is uh, Glenn Beck. He's really good. You listen to him on The Blaze. He's better known for his chalkboard uh, talks, but here he is. You're going into the grocery store. Have you noticed that there's not empty shelves, but they're they're not as full as they usually are? If you've noticed that, you might have noticed that in the canned dog food. Canned dog food is, there's starting to be a shortage in America of canned dog food. Not going to be able to get it. Why? couple of reasons. Chicken and turkey, because of the Asian flu, now going through our bird population, which we are just slaughtering turkeys and chickens left and right. Um, you can't get cheap food for your dog. You can't get the chicken and the turkey for the dog food. Plus, there's an aluminum can shortage. There's a shortage of aluminum. Those two things are only going to get worse. Now, if you also are heading into summer, wherever you live, and there are pools around, try buying chlorine. You're about to see a growing problem with chlorine. Now, here's, here's something interesting to know about what he's talking about. Yeah, chlorine is going to get tough. It's going to be one of the many things it's going to get tough to get. I found out about chlorine dioxide. Chlorine dioxide is what uh, food processors use to clean their uh, food processing equipment because it's, it's a lot cheaper than chlorine. It's a lot healthier, obviously. doesn't smell. And you can drink the stuff. If you go to, I hate to tell you to go to Amazon. Oh, my God. This is the prison we've built. If you go to Amazon.com and put in chlorine dioxide you can buy two little bottles part part one and part two or part a and part b six drops out of each bottle into a quart of distilled water and if you drink that quart every week it will super oxygenate your blood it it's so good for you it has nothing to at that point when you mix them it has nothing to do with being chlorine either by the way uh you can pull it up on youtube too chlorine dioxide. This is a really good health tip. Uh, probably should do this more because I've I found some stuff that really works well. I mean, I'm going to be 74 this year and I, I haven't felt any better than I have right now. Um, I hope that keeps up. The pandemic is not the problem this time. This is Hurricane Laura in late 2020. It it leveled the facilities of a major chlorine manufacturing plant in Louisiana. 40% of all of our chlorine is made at that plant. Well, that was two years ago. But why isn't that plant back online? 
because of the building supply shortage. They can't get it back online because they don't have the supplies they need to rebuild it. There's also the baby uh, formula shortage that is continuing and getting worse. Have you tried to buy bulk food? You know, I kind of hang in the circles of preppers, and uh, and my church is big on this. You try to go to, they're always like, we got food, we got food, don't worry. We, you can just come get food and buy the food here at cheap price. You can't buy it. You can only buy it in limited supplies now. That is remarkable. Rice is going to go up. Rice is going to go way up. The food shortages are going to get worse, and we will feel them here. Over in Europe, they're already rationing cooking oil because of the Ukrainian uh, Ukrainian war. Inflation, supply chain, shortages of energy, food, raw materials, and labor are all going to accelerate this. Uh, and the war is only going to make things worse. Well, I, I'm, I'm afraid that everything he was saying there is actually a little bit worse than that. Um, you can take any part of this, any part of this. It, it's, it's so horrendous to even think about. Uh, I, I'm trying to think right now, maybe I should try to dig up something good to talk about. I think the only good thing to talk about is the ability to be able to see the bad things happening at this point, uh, because I to, all, to start talking about good stuff, I'm trying to appease the sheep out there. I've given up on you. If you're a sheep walking around and just watching Netflix, apathetically sitting on your couch, doing drugs and getting in virtual reality machines, uh, speaking of that... Maybe that would be a good thing to talk about. I don't. I read the book *Sapiens* a while back, by uh, I, I always forget his name. Yuri Harari, no Harari Noah. I'll I'll get it here in a second. Yeah, that's now I remember. Yuval Noah Harari. He wrote *Sapiens*, and he also wrote uh, *Homo Deus*. Now I I read *Sapiens*, and I I thought it was actually pretty good. Uh, I sensed a little bit of strangeness, like there was an agenda, underlying agenda there. But boy, I got halfway through uh, Homo Deus, which is basically human gods. And I had to stop because I, I knew at that point what he was talking. He's talking about transhumanism. I want you to listen to something that a, a few things that uh, Harari has to say about this. Now, keep in mind, he is one of the main um, influencers, the, the, one of the main people that uh, the World Economic Forum goes to for advice. So keep that in mind, what's going on here. Now we could really get into uh, Yuval Noah Harari, uh, but let's just leave it at this. He wants to guide us towards transhumanism, which is the, the goal of Wichiko. They want to dehumanize us and take us off in this other completely different direction. And um, I tell you, I, I have Tucker Carlson up here right now because he, he's talking about Alex Jones. 
And that's another one too. I mean, I, I know, I know, I know. Uh, Alex Jones, you, you've heard all the bad stuff about him, and he's been wrong sometimes. But the thing about Alex Jones is when he's wrong, he comes back on TV and says, I was wrong about that. And he explains the whole thing. Um, you think CNN would ever do that? No, no way. This is what he says about Alex Jones, and I'll play a little bit of the girl that used to work for him. And you can catch Alex Jones in a lot of really good good. Uh, I started to say YouTube's. They used to be YouTube, but it's on band.video. Check it out. Fascinated by the hate for Alex Jones. I'm not a daily Alex Jones viewer. I don't view anything regularly, actually. But um, I think Alex Jones seems really talented. He's smart. He's funny as hell. He's truly funny. He's a lot more talented than I am in a lot of ways. That That's my takeaway from Alex Jones. But why is he such a threat? Like, why would you hate Alex Jones? I've never understood that. Because he's telling the truth, Tucker. And again, I know Alex personally, and I've met a lot of people in this industry. And one of my biggest takeaways is that there are a lot of people, especially in conservative media, that are in this for money and fame. They don't actually care about this That's country. Sure. And they don't actually care about America. They're scared about being censored. They're scared about, you know, hurting the wrong people's feelings, not getting the proper endorsement. Alex doesn't care about any of that. Alex cares about the truth. He has since day one. He has made mistakes for sure. But he comes out, he apologizes for it, and he corrects the record, which is something that many people in our media refuse to do. So the people who hate Alex Jones hate him because he is everything that they wish that they could be. Somebody who willing is willing to tell the truth, willing to fight for this country, and actually cares about humanity, not just America, but humanity as a whole. So keep that in mind when you're you're hearing people talk about Alex Jones. Listen to what the messenger is saying before you kill the messenger, because... I've been listening to Alex Jones off and on oh, probably since around 2004, 2005. But listen to some of his old broadcasts back in 1999, 2001. He's telling us exactly what's going to happen today. And it is happening today. Whether we like it or not, he was telling us exactly what's going on. So... I think we have to keep that in mind before we judge people. Well, it seems like I sort of touched on the idea of famine, starvation, and what they're setting us up for. And again, I I, I hate being uh, the guy that brings you negative news. But like I say, the positive from this is seeing what's happening. Um, I mean, if the devil's after you. You don't just sort of tell him, you know, hey, go hide in the closet. You put him right out in front of you and keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on him. Because if you can identify something, that is the beginning of controlling it and guarding yourself against it. And the, the, biggest, the biggest defense that we have is holding love in our hearts and using that as our spiritual shield as we go out and do battle with what's coming. It's not even coming. It's here. Uh, if you don't think it is, you're just not in touch with the reality. This is from uh, the Reese Report. I like the Reese Report because they're only like four minutes. And he, he just sort of nails everything right to the ground. And you can catch him also, um, ReeseReport.com, I believe. But you can also catch him on the uh band.video website and i highly suggest you start seeing some of the videos that are being banned by dell bigtree uh, a while back i interviewed um 
Robert Kennedy Jr. And when you hear what these people have to say about what's going on, you realize that, hey, I need to get out of the box. The term bread and circuses comes from an ancient Roman poet describing how the people are governed, not by excellence in public service, but by food and distractions. So what it says here, for those of you that are just listening to this, bread and circuses, bread and circuses. In a political context, the phrase means to degenerate public, generate public approval, not by excellence in public service or by public policy, but by diversion, distraction, or by satisfying the most immediate or base requirements of the populace, by offering a palliative, for example, bread, or entertainment circuses. Now, back to Yuval. They ask Yuval Harari, what do you think would be the best way to handle the overpopulation of the, what he calls us, useless uh, humans? He, he, this is his words. He's calling us useless humans. Like we're just breathing up precious oxygen and we shouldn't even be here. He says the best way to handle us is with uh, virtual reality, entertainment, and drugs. In other words, keep us on drugs, plug us into the virtual simulated worlds that are being pumped out by uh, the metaverse, and just keep them there until they starve to death. I mean, these people are sociopaths. Like a herd of livestock. Today's circuses can be found on Twitter, a reflection of the human herd's short attention span. This is why... Elon Musk, I hope, you know, I hope he doesn't get infested by Wetiko because this is why he bought Twitter, because he knows if this whole thing goes down, he's not going to go to Mars. He's not going to be able to get the chips. He's not going to be able to get the metal to build the, the spacecraft. He's not going to be able to get the geniuses that he needs because they're all going to be at home growing chickens and gardens and trying to survive. Meaningless distractions to keep everyone calm while their food supply. Yeah, now they're talking about social media flooded with Johnny Depp support amid defamation case against Amber Heard. It's so ridiculous. People are just watching. I bet you they're on TikTok watching mostly this. This is on the ABC News. Is being destroyed. While fools joke about Biden doing a horrible job. His administration is doing such an efficient job of destroying America that anyone running in 2024, if there is an election, will have to run on the Build Back Better platform. Starvation has been used as a weapon of mass destruction for years. In just a two-year period, Stalin's communist government murdered over three million people in Ukraine by simply pulling the strings of bureaucracy, sanctions, the Ethiopian counterinsurgency burned crops and food stores, airily bombed food markets, and restricted trade. They then began a resettlement plan that killed at least 80,000 people with further starvation. The U.S. State Department murdered over half a million women and children in Iraq with starvation by sanctions. And this is exactly what is happening in America today. 
The Biden administration's sanctions against Russia are only succeeding at killing more innocent people all over the world by dramatically cutting down the worldwide food supply. There is already a significant wheat, fuel, and fertilizer shortage, which is obviously going to affect everything else, starting with fresh produce and livestock. But in order to completely collapse the food economy, they'll have to start destroying food packing plants as well, so that there is nothing left on the shelves for you to eat. There have been confirmed over a dozen disabling accidents at food plants in the last month, over a dozen. Absolutely. And we're talking about some really significant plants. The Taylor Farms facility in Salinas, California, was completely destroyed by a fire last week. We've had two major potato processing plants in Belfast, Maine and Warden, Washington, that were completely gutted, which is happening at a time where we already have a potato shortage globally. You were talking about the onion supply at that Rio Fresh, but it's not just produce plants. Last month, there was a fire that took out a Nestle uh, food plant out in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and that's impacting frozen food brands like Hot Pockets or Stouffer's, which maybe you might buy if you can't get fresh food from a warehouse that just exploded. Those still satiated with their bread and circuses are soon going to start getting hungry. And it's because America is under siege, being destroyed from within by a corrupt government while the people seek fairness on Twitter. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Yeah. And uh, I tell you, 55 minutes goes pretty quick. We're getting down to the wire again. I just want to remind you because one of the things I'm lacking is uh, I don't promote myself enough. I get so involved in just finding stuff and telling people about it. I'm like this voice in the wilderness and I, I forget to tell people my name and to come back again. But once again, if you can you're not going to get this on YouTube, probably. I can't take a chance anymore. I, the only thing I'm going to put on YouTube is telling my YouTube followers, which is a few thousand, not many. Uh, people on YouTube have millions of followers. I, I should have many, many more followers by now. But most of my attention has been going into the magazine. And that's getting tough. Uh, paper prices are getting so high and even the availability so we're moving more people over to the digital format of our magazine, and that would open us up to national and international ads. If, if the system stays up at all, I, I, I don't have a whole lot of faith. I'm thinking about starting another digital magazine called Rahasia Uncensored or something to that effect, because I, I, I feel more drawn to talk about things like this than talk about healing with crystals right now. Um, that, that was more in a perfect world. Uh, right now, we need to heal with food. We, you know, as Gandhi said to a starving person, a piece of bread is God. And I think that that's where we're at right now. We're, you haven't seen it, but I'll leave you with this. I was having a beer with some friends of mine when I lived over at a place called the Goddess Temple in Chico. And sitting with my friend, he's a ex- uh, Navy SEAL, and he was with one of his Navy SEAL partners there, and they're both retired right now, but his friend is working as a firefighter and rescue, all that. We're sitting there, and we're talking, and this has been like three, four, five, six, oh my God, about six years ago, and um, we was talking about if the world got really bad, because at that time, it 
you could almost sort of close your eyes and pretend like it might not be too bad. We might make it out of this. And I said, well, if it gets really bad, you know, in my naive mind, um, you know, I said, you know, things get really bad. It brings out the best in people, blah, 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 blah. And he looked at me. And we're talking about a guy that had arms the size of my legs, really deep voice. So I'm not even going to try to say what he sounded like. But he looked over at me and said, hey, dude, you know, I, I know you mean well. He says, I, I've been in Iraq, Somalia, Afghanistan, all over the world as a Navy SEAL, going into areas that most people can't even have nightmares about. He says, I know what things get like when things get bad. It doesn't bring out the best in people. There comes a point where it brings out the very worst in people. And he says, I, I'm a really nice guy. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm going to make a good friend. I'm right there if you need me. But if my kids are going hungry, I'm coming to your door. And I'm going to try my best not to hurt you or anybody in your home. But I'm going to take at least half of your food and leave you with half of what you have and say, thank you, I'm sorry I have to do this, and drive off. I'm a nice guy. What do you think the really not nice people are going to do? They're not even going to knock. They're just going to come through your door. And um, I, I hate to leave it at that, but the truth is, that's where we're getting to, folks. Be prepared, um, be, be well prepared, and uh, build up your supplies because we're looking at some tough times coming. And uh, you know, do the best you can because we're all going to be tested. This is a, remember, in the Bible it says the war isn't going to be with flesh and blood. It's going to be with principalities. And that's where we're at right now. I think Rutiko has entered into the mindset, the collective hive mind of this planet, and it's bringing the whole global empire down, the way it brought down the Roman Empire, the Greek Empire, the Sumerian, every empire, the, the British Empire, every single one of them collapses from its own degradation and insanity. And I think we're there right now. Sorry to leave you on that uh, sad note. That's how it is. Thank you, and uh, be sure to subscribe and share. And keep on coming back. It won't always be this uh, down of talking about like things like this. Thank you for stopping in. Bye.